Hello and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of January 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. And I got to tell you, saying 2023 out loud is a little bit uneasy for me. It's going to take me a little while to get used to that feels like Blade Runner or Terminator 2 or some point way in the future, not the current year. But anyways, the first week of 2023 in the market proved to be a positive week, much different than what we saw to begin 2022. On the data front, we had a tremendous amount of economic data. In fact, we had a ton of different jobs data come in, higher than expected openings and quits, which is normally negative in a broad market context. But in this market, sometimes good news is bad news. We had better than expected non-farm payrolls, which is very good news economically. But again, in this good news, bad news market remains to be seen. We saw unemployment down to 3.5%. Despite the fact that we saw a strong labor force participation rate, ADP was better than expected, and we saw initial claims that were lower than expected. So all in all, the jobs picture seems to be really strong. We have a robust jobs market, robust jobs data on the economic front, which is sort of flying in the face of some of the economic activity, some of the economic data that we're seeing, and even some of the forecasts that we're seeing for 2023 economic revisions from many of the the large firms on Wall Street. We saw services PMI were better than expected. Once again, initial consumer confidence was better than expected. So all in all, it was a week in which the data underscored what people have been telling us for most of 2022, that the economy and the economic backdrop remains robust, even though the market environment or the stock market environment, as well as fixed income markets, were so challenged in 2022. You look at the week in total, it was a short week, but S&P 500 up 1.45% for the week. The best performing sector in the week was communication services up over 5% for the week, which is quite a move for any sector, especially the one that was the worst performer in 2022. Now, not a tremendous amount of volume across the select sector spider lineup, just 539 million or so shares traded across the lineup, but you only had one sector of the 11 gig sectors down for the week, and that was healthcare. Now, energy was basically flat, up 10 basis points, but utilities up 71 basis points. You had staples up 1.65%. So when you add healthcare, staples, and utilities together, you get defensive orientation and sectors that lag the market, which as we talked about throughout 2022, were sectors that had been outperforming the market in a very difficult market environment. Now, like I mentioned, communication services was the best performing sector for the week up 5.02%. We also saw pop in financials, XLF up 3.45%. XLB materials up nearly three and a half percent. Technology was up just 23 basis points. So that would ultimately be in contrast to the other leadership sectors. Consumer discretionary up two and a quarter percent. Like I mentioned, communication services up more than five percent. So we think about those three big sectors, tech, communication services, and discretionary. And two of the three outperformed the market for the week. 
technology was the lone underperformer last week, but by and large, a really strong week in a shortened week without a tremendous amount of volume, but certainly a, a really strong way to start off the year. From a flow perspective, we saw 10 million in net creations across the select sector spider lineup, 10 million shares, that is, 4 million plus in XLF and XLI. So we got 4 million new shares in XLF and XLI to start off the year. And if you remember last year at the beginning of the year, financials was a very popular trade in terms of net flows. We saw a lot of chunky creation activity in XLF at the beginning of the year. And we saw really strong performance on a relative basis to start the year. And then as we got into the spring and into the summer, we saw that relative performance subside and we saw some meaty redemption activity. And at the end of the year, financials was by far the leading outflow in the select sector spider lineup. We saw three and a half million shares redeemed in XLE, which of course was the big outperformer in 2022. And then by and large, every other sector outside of XLC, which saw small redemption activity, saw some amount of creation activity this week. So on the back of that strong performance in the market, we also saw some pretty robust creation activity across the select sector spider lineup. Now, in terms of the sector in focus this week, we're going to focus on technology. And the reason we're going to focus on technology because it's a popular short going into 2023. You read a lot of Wall Street research, buy side, sell side. A lot of folks put out their top 10 trades of the year. And I've seen a number of times folks calling for a short position on technology with other positioning, either at the sector level, at the multi-asset class level, at the currency level, whatever it might be. But that seems to be a popular viewpoint. And I figured it was worth just doing a bit of a deep dive into technology as we head into 2023. And you look at its weighting in the S&P 500, it's down to 25% now. If you recall, it was up around 30% not too long ago. When you have that type of underperformance, that will happen, of course, and sectors move around in terms of their weightings in the S&P 500 based on relative performance and technology. It's one of the worst performing sectors in 2022. And so it's weighting in the S&P 500 has come down quite a bit, but that doesn't mean that it's undervalued or cheap. In fact, if you look at its forward PE ratio, it's still about 20 times 2023 expected earnings versus 17.3 or so for the S&P 500. So it hasn't gotten back to the market's valuations. We talked last year about how historically it's traded right around the market's valuations. It got extended during the COVID crisis and into 2021, but right now it's still above the forward PE ratio of the market. Now, it is slightly above the market on PEG, so it looks a little bit better when you adjust that price-to-earnings metric for expected growth. And if you go back to 2018 all the way through 2022, technology has had the best return on equity of any sector in the market over the course of those five years. In fact, it was compounding at 34%, and that's far and away the best return on equity in the market. Part of that is because technology had been such a strong performer, but it underscores that this is a sector on a relative basis that has been able to compound earnings growth over the course of the past five, 10 years. Going into 2023, questions remain about what earnings growth is going to look like and what's a reasonable valuation in anticipation of those growth rates. Many are calling for U.S. underperformance, ex-U.S. outperformance, starting to buy global stocks, overweight global stocks on a relative basis to U.S. stocks, specifically Asia. Emerging Asia started to outperform. 
this might be a tailwind for the technology sector, which, as we mentioned, has outsized revenue exposure to China, has outsized exposure to the global marketplace. But ultimately, if the expectation is that global markets are going to start to outpace their U.S. counterparts, then ultimately technology is a sector that could benefit from a revenue perspective. But of course, the question is, with the big base here in the United States, what's the impact to revenues and to earnings here in the United States? Looking ahead to economic data next week, we've got one in five-year Federal Reserve inflation expectations that will be very telling in terms of signaling what their possible rate high trajectory will be in 2023. We'll also get a new CPI print, which of course is the most widely followed indicator in the market outside of actual Fed funds decisions. And then we'll get an initial read on consumer sentiment for January. And we'll see exactly what it is that the consumer is thinking about the economy and what the state of the consumer is as we head into 2023 and embark on this new market year and try and navigate through these challenging economic times. In terms of earnings, we're going to start to kick off earnings season in earnest. We get to hear from all of the big banks at the end of the week, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, B of A, BlackRock, Citi, BNY. So we'll get a very strong indication as to the state of the business, both on the retail and on the institutional side for these major financial institutions in the United States. We'll also hear from KB Homes this week, and we'll hear from Taiwan Semiconductor, which I know is a foreign company, but since we talked about technology, semiconductors are such a big weighting in XLK, and Taiwan Semi is certainly a bellwether globally for the semiconductor industry and their outlook for chip supply, chip demand, and of course, supply chain for semiconductors globally will be very instructive for investors looking at the technology space for some sign that that semiconductor marketplace is improving, which of course would be very influential for XLK, whose index is heavily weighted to semiconductors. And with that, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me once again. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist at SSNC Alps Advisors. I hope everyone has a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next time.